time the handoff will go to the right side. Breaks the tackle across the 45 to the 40. Inside the 35. Check that. Inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. Boy, Alvin Smith is quicker than a hiccup. Look at how fast he caught through there. Good vision to cut back. Good vision to move back on the backside. Picked up a solid 11, 12 yards there. In. Smith puts his head down, gives the 40. You got to look out for this this uh, impressive offensive line. I'm looking specifically at big number zero, Jalen Bryant. He's listed as a defensive tackle, defensive end, offensive tackle, offensive guard. He's 6'3", 290, and he is dwarfing folks out there. Second down and six from the 40. You got to respect your offensive tackle rocking the number 20 jersey. Very impressed with that. Bison penetrating into Seahawk territory. Hands it to Smith again. Smith sheds a tackle, puts his head down, barrels down. Close to the first down, a little short, though. But it'll bring up a third down and short. Yeah, why not? Why not? Feed the, feed the beast. Looks like Smith's going to get a little breather out there. Coming in for him will be number 19, Jarrell Crichton. Also running off the field on that play for the Bison was big number 99, Tank Brown Rector. Tip of the football resting at the 35-yard line. They need the 34 for the first down. They're going to stick in that formation, that little pistol formation. New running back, though. Checking in the game will be Jarrell Critterton. Oh, wow. Wasn't looking for the snap. Balls on the ground. Still on the ground, and the Seahawks have recovered. And he still wasn't touched. And he was not that touching. He's off to the races. The 20-10 scoop and score. Touchdown, Seahawks. What an impressive play right there. Just a discombobulation by the, the Bison with the fumbled snap. And leave it up to the old number Johnny on the spark. Might Amon, number seven, with the uh, scoop and score. Touchdown, Seahawks. 6 nothing, 9.07 remaining first quarter. Extra point pending. And the first score of the game is a defensive scoop and score. It really wasn't a scoop and score. It was a fall on it. Nobody touched. And uh, off to the races. Yeah, what a, uh, you, you know, sometimes these errors come back to bite everyone. And it was very unique to see just a, uh, a bad snap, a misstep, miscommunication. And it went for six the other way. Didn't see anybody kicking extra points or field goals and warm-ups. So. Yeah, we were down there on the field. They were getting ready to start the special teams uh, special teams uh, session of the warm-up, but I never saw anybody down there. I did see someone for the Bison kick some field goals, and I didn't, I didn't catch who was, uh, who was kicking field goals for the Seahawks, and it looks like they'll probably be uh, they're going for two on this play, so probably not a presence of a kicker on the team. Aaron Caldwell. AKA Showtime. Lining up in the shotgun formation. Showtime. Two point conversion about to be underway. Handoff goes right up the gut. 
and the two-point conversion is good. David, and you want to take a take a stab at that last name? <laughs> what was the what was the number on that? Fifteen. Yeah, number fifteen. Oh, Demetrius Morales. No, hold on. Eight nothing, nine oh seven in the first quarter. What I like is the presence of the turnover chain for the Seahawks. Oh, that's David Ogbinana. Is that how we're gonna go with David yes. Ogbinana? Ogbinana, yeah. Packed house here at Carlos Gomez Stadium in Texas City, Texas. We appreciate you listening to us or watching us even here on MaxSports.tv. As this kick is a little line drive end over end kick. Fielded right around the 10-yard line. Now across the 25. Puts his head down. Still on his feet across the 30. Stumbles down to around the 33-yard line. The return that time was Emmanuel Davis, the 5'9", 170 out of Los Angeles Harbor. Shout to L.A. Harbor. Off, knockout, pick six, or buzzer beater. Pull up a chair and order yourself a signature seared to order burger. That is a mouthful. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. First down and ten for the Bison. Let's see who's out there at quarterback for the Bison. You know, we touched on that they were going to have a two-quarterback system. Let's see if Tomaz comes back out, if they're going to go with the, uh, the newer to the team, Damron Smith. And actually, it does look like it's going to be Damron Smith. Head coach for the Bison, Coach James Crow. We got, were able to talk to him today. He was pretty confident coming into today. Uh, wasn't probably counting on an opening possession turnover for a touchdown. But uh, the offense was moving the football somewhat methodically before and now they have it first down and 10 trailing eight nothing to the seahawks team from washington dc in this tufa invitational coming at you from texas city texas here's the handoff right up the gut no gain on the play brings up second down and 10. It was interesting talking to Lewis Brown, the head coach of the Bison before the game, to get his rundown on the uh, these kind of the players to watch. And he really stressed, hey, we've got two quarterbacks that can really sling it, can move the ball down the field, are leaders of men, and can do a, do a great job. So it'll be interesting to see where you know which this team's going to click behind. Are they going to be? Are they really going to respond more towards uh, Damron Smith? Or are they going to they going to favor uh, Dawson Thomas? And the handoff goes to Smith. Alvin Smith wrestled back in the backfield. 
loses a couple on that play. A wise man once told me if you have uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you usually don't have one. But I, I think uh, Coach uh, Coach Brown of the uh, of the Bison will, will disagree. You know, it's almost an embarrassment of riches for uh, for Coach Brown. So now they're faced with a third down and long. They need the 43-yard line inside their own territory. Thomas Kahn signals two receivers each side in the pistol. Three-step drop, slant pattern, completed across the 45-50. Hurdles, a tackler, ball on the ground, and I think the Seahawks have recovered again. They're not going to rule him down, and it's another recovery. Once again, I believe the number for that recovery was number six, again. He's all over the field. He's making plays left and right. It's impressive to watch this defense when they work. What started off as a huge offensive play for the Bison that was going to put them deep inside Seahawk territory after an athletic play and hurdle for a first down ends up in tragedy as they again turn the ball over to this defense of the Seahawks. The Seahawks already leading seven, excuse me, eight nothing. Have the football now with 7-16 remaining in the first quarter. Trying to add to that lead. Well, you know, it's ball hawking Mike Amatang who comes up with it again. That's his second fumble recovery of the game, and we're still in the first quarter. They're going to officially mark the football just shy of the 40-yard line. Seahawk territory. Again, moving left to right on your computer screen or smartphone. Don Jones, Buddy Brooks here in Texas City, Texas. MaxSports.tv. It's the TUFA Invitational coming to you from Carlos Garza Stadium. Good to see Brian Brooks back in the field. And I'm not sure how we did not have a flag there. Ball just thrown up for grabs and nearly picked off by the Bison secondary. That time it was number five, I believe, who made nearly made the play, Dimitri Bowie. You know, Don, we see a lot of this. We see this time and time again with a lot of teams that are starting out, starting out their season. There's going to be miscompatibility. There's going to be timing issues that are off. You know, getting the snap is a basic uh, is a basic activity, but without proper practice or time to really gel as a team, really understanding snap counts and cadence and and uh, tempo, uh, you know, it's tough to really simulate that. Uh, you know, in, in drawing up X's and O's. So we've seen time and time again uh, a bad snap or two in this game. Showtime in the gun sends a running back in motion. And then hands it off this time. Trying to get a number on that one. It looks like this time it was number 28, Larry Graham, getting the carry for the D.C. Eagles, or excuse me, the Seahawks. Yeah, Coach, uh, Coach Crow had told us that uh, to be looking out for Larry Graham, number 28, he was going to get the lion's share of the carries. That's why whenever we first started this game, it was very interesting to note that, uh, hey, it wasn't actually Larry Graham who was, uh, who was getting those it was actually Aaron Gaskin. So, uh, you know, interesting to see where they've gone with their personnel on this uh, play. Maybe it might just be uh, a matter of getting uh, all these guys some reps. 
Third down and eight. Caldwell in the gun. Jet sweep play, right side. Looking for the perimeter. Now turns it up, spins off a tackle. And Tyler Flakes makes a little something out of nothing. Good effort there just to get a couple, but he's going to be well shy of the first down. And that'll bring up fourth down for the Seahawks. Yeah, and we've touched on Tyler Flakes about how he was mentioned as an athlete, how, uh, you know, maybe he would be getting the ball you know, via, via throwing it to or, or via a, a handoff. But Tyler Flakes making an impact on this game, getting the ball early. So it's interesting to see what the Seahawks are going to do. They, I don't think they have that made the voyage, the long voyage from D.C. So it looks like uh, Coach... Uh, Coach Crow's going to bring out his offense, keep him on the field, even though you're probably at suboptimal uh, field position to go for it. Fourth and long, down, you know, close to the, uh, you know, 44-yard line. You know, it's uh, probably not the best uh, optimal situation. Showtime. Swings it out, incomplete turnover on downs for the Seahawks, and the Bison's defense comes up with a huge stop, giving their team the football back. Inside Seahawk territory, down eight nothing. Yeah, it's tough to complete a pass whenever uh, you have uh, big Tank Brown Rector coming in with his hands in your face, and actually Tank, the celebration may have injured himself. I saw him grab his elbow; looked like he he may have hurt himself in the celebration. It'd be uh, interesting to see if we're going to see him back game when the uh, defense comes back out on the field. Interesting that Damron Smith is still going to be uh, playing quarterback out there for the uh, for the Bison. Looks like they uh, they gave uh, they gave Dawson Thomas the first series, and it looks like uh, we're going to go back to Damron Smith. Maybe uh, maybe uh, coach uh, you know coach of the Bison thought they saw something in in Smith that could uh, help lead this team to a victory. Same pistol formation. This time for Smith. Smith just turns around, hands it off. Churning his legs is Critter, Crittenden. Crittenden picks up maybe a couple. Crittenden, one of the smallest guys out there, 5'7", 158 from Bayside High School. Him and Zach Morris and A.C. Slater probably uh, had some classes together. He used to date Kelly Kapowski. It's very interesting to uh, hear about his uh, also his flame with Lisa Turtle. Dameron Smith in the pistol formation. Three receivers bunched up to the left side, one to the near side right. Flag on the play this time. Hands it off, looking for some running room around that left corner. Is not going to get anything. And Crittenden, once again, is going to be stopped in his tracks, but let's see what the flag is. Yeah, it's going to be offsides against the Seahawks. Jumped a little early. We've seen these snap issues. It's a cadence issues on both sides of the ball. So it's going to be an offsides call against the Seahawks. Bison accept the penalty. So that will improve down and dis 
Pistons to a second down and five. And this center, big number zero right now. Looking at his 6'3", 260. No, that's the right guard. That's the right guard, yeah. Very impressive. Uh, he would be the first person off the bus if he was on my team. Absolutely. Might get a run. Oh, not looking for the snap. Smith has the football go right near his left ear hole and just smartly falls on it. Oh, wow. They're going to get bailed out by all sides on the defense. Wow. Seahawks build the Bison out for the poor snap. Yeah, that was going to be third and at least 20, 25 yards. Now you're looking at a first down and 10. Yeah, it is going to be against the Seahawks, so move the chains for the Bison. First down and 10. Their biggest threat of the game inside the 35. Dameron Smith in the pistol. Passing. Steps up in the pocket. In trouble. And is going to be brought down. Seahawks. It looked like it was number nine there first for the Seahawks. That's going to be Neiman Edmonds, the big DL defensive lineman. Well, it's tough to get anywhere or any type of movement when you have big number 78 occupying the center of that Seahawk line. I mean, I was, uh, we, we were talking earlier, not even listed on our roster, but that guy has to be a solid, uh, I don't know, six, six, five. Yeah, at least six, three, maybe three fifty, three seventy. Second down and 12 for the Bison. Trailing 8 nothing with 2.27 remaining in the first quarter. And we're going to get a delay of game now against the Bison. So this is going to make things a little bit more difficult. You're going to go down in 12 to a second down in 17. So, Don, if I had a dollar for every time I've mentioned how important it is to stay on schedule via the down and distance schedule, I'd be a millionaire because once you get set off, it changes your whole offensive play calling. It no changes doubt. up everything. Ooh, a little trickeration here. Smith moving out into the slot. And that's Alvin Smith who looked like he might have was going to take the snap. Instead, he still remains the pistol back. Smith gets the snap. Slant pattern incomplete. The intended receiver was Trevor Dell Jr., 6'1", 156. Damron Smith, not bad. He hit him right in the hands. It was just a drop. Looked like a first down, uh, first down getter on that play, but uh, unfortunately it was dropped. Brings up a cruel third down here, third and long. This just goes back to reiterate how important it is to stay on schedule. And we're going to get timeout Seahawks. This is their first of the first half. They'll have two remaining. 
Yeah, Seahawks had to take that uh, timeout. They were going to get a legal substitution, had an extra guy coming out on the field. So good tune-up, good appetizer. One before the minor league football season kicks off and, you know, college ball a couple weeks away, August 27th, I believe we kick off things in week zero for NCAA. NFL, we got a lot of preseason games happening tonight as well as yesterday and throughout till September 11th. And um, just uh, it's good to be out high school weeks away. Yeah, uh, about a week and a half away from uh, some big games starting off. Dixon's yeah. got a... Yeah, task a seated to kick off that first Thursday of uh, Texas high school football. Going to be a, a heck of a heck of a game. Absolutely, big Galveston County area football team there. Dickinson Gators again, you know, ranked number. here with the VIP TV. Now, if you're craving man food, cold drinks, all your favorite sports, along with gorgeous servers to pair, then you don't want to skip out on this joint. Twin Peaks, a.k.a. the Man Cave here in Davie, Florida, is where it's at. Follow me. Now, Joe, Twin Peaks was founded in 2005. How did this concept come to fruition? The concept was founded in Texas by a group of career restaurateurs. They wanted some place that was the ultimate man cave experience, a place that guys could come to watch all sorts of sports, but also have the coldest beer they could possibly have, made from scratch food that's just delicious and uh, fun. When you look around Twin Peaks, we're the ultimate man cave. This is where every guy should want to be to watch football, basketball, baseball. There's no place better. Well, you don't stop there because you also make everything from scratch on your menu. How do you have this ambitious menu? How did you guys come up with that? Well, again, the guys that founded Twin Peaks are just career restaurateurs. They really focus on food. So everything you have on our menu is made fresh daily. We make our salad dressings from scratch. We slow cook all of, all of our food. Everything is made fresh every day. The only thing you're going to find in our freezer is ice cream, french fries, and beer mugs. Tell us about the Twin Peaks girls. How do you become one? Well, with a Twin Peaks girl, we are looking for that sexy girl next door. We want girls that are, are fit and want to have fun and just really want to come to the best job they've ever had. You look around, you go to a Twin Peaks, you're going to see some of the most beautiful women in South Florida who are here to have a great time and make sure that our guests have fun. So, How about I audition for one? You could totally audition for it be a Twin Peaks girl. Yeah. You think I have what it takes? You totally have what it takes, yeah. Joe, all this beer talk got me really thirsty. What do we got right here? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce you to the coldest beer in the country, served at 29 degrees into a mug at minus 15 by one of our beautiful Twin Peaks girls. And she's going to introduce you to some of the our craft beers that are available only at Twin Peaks. Can I offer you a Naughty Brunette or a Dirty Blonde to get started off with it? I'm kind of thinking a Dirty Blonde. Dirty Blonde? Awesome. Man size, right? Absolutely man size. You know I want a Naughty Brunette. I'm not doing girl size. I'm doing man size too. Yes, you are. You have to. <laughs> All right. So, um, how big is this man size beer going to be? I'm scared. Man size beer is 22 ounces. 
in one of our uh, house mugs that uh, goes through a very stringent process. It takes about eight hours for that mug to get down to about minus 15, minus 20, and that's what we store them at. So when this beer that is below freezing hits the mug, it will literally crystallize in your glass. We're going to see that in the glass. Yeah, it'll be awesome. From the amazing food, to the 29 degree beer, to the gorgeous girls, Twin Peaks has exceeded all my expectations. In fact, I think it's time to have another beer. I'm Kavita Shanae for VIP TV and I'll see you next time. season uh, in uh, their first week going against Atascacita ranked number four in the Houston area. Heavyweight battle to say the least. Very pro bison fan fan base here, which is kind of what you'd expect being we're so close to uh, Austin for yeah. both of these capital teams. Third down and long, the yard to gain is the 25 yard line. And we're gonna get more movement on the offensive line of the bison. So that's gonna be even longer of an attempt here on third down. Interesting that you had Thomas lined up as wide receiver. He's he split out down here towards the boundary. We weren't uh, we weren't notified that he was a uh, you know a dual position type guy, but uh, I think you got to get your uh, playmakers on the field any way you can.
line. Fourteen eighteen remaining first half. Three receivers right, one or excuse me, two to the left. And look at the slot receiver on the right, buddy. Oh yeah. Inside that is a big dude. Oh yeah, and he's going out for it too. Oh, and he I has a completion. Look at this, number eight, Donto Garner, 5'10", 261 from Manor High School. And he's a huge target. That's a big number eight on his chest. Yeah, hard to miss that guy. And he's probably tough to bring down. You don't want to be looking at that guy staring down the barrel at you. Picks up nine on the plate. It'll be second down and one. Dameron Smith again, bow, batted straight up in the oh, air. Picks. Picked <laughs> off at the 40. House call Seahawks. Wow. Number six, Marcus Hodges. The interception return for a touchdown. Wow. That necessarily wasn't uh, Smith's fault. I mean, that ball was batted up in the air, but credit to Hodges for taking it to the house. And interesting, I just saw Hodges take his helmet off and give it back to Brian Brooks. I think Brian Brooks is sharing helmets with players on both sides of the field. That has to be the reason. Maybe he was one of the helmets left at the Airbnb. I think the Airbnb issue is rearing its head, and we're seeing it kind of play out in this game. I'm sure he was like, hey, Marcus, dude, uh, I don't have my helmet. <laughs> Can I hook, you hook me up with a helmet, man? You're on. Uh-oh, look, the chain. I, if our camera's got – I'm not sure what is on the chain, but there was definitely a chain handed over now. That's a Capital City turnover chain. There it is. Mike Armstrong repping Shane here for the Capital City Seahawks from Washington, D.C. He gives his team a 14-0 lead. And we're going to have a two-point conversion, I believe, here once again as Showtime Aaron Call, or excuse me, um, Showtime Aaron Caldwell. Yeah, correct. Aaron Caldwell in at the gun. And it's going to be an wow. easy two-point conversion for David Ogbanaya. 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 David Ogbanaya with the uh, two-point conversion untouched on the uh, little uh, dive play. But credit Marcus Hodges with a borrowed helmet taking a pick six. 16-0, remaining MaxSports.TV's coverage. Of the TUFA Invitational from Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas. Great skyline of some of the power plants, chemical plants here. Uh, delivering oil to all of our communities. And we got a nice little covered pavilion over here, which I'm sure there may be uh, some yeah, festivities yeah, later on. Yeah, this is home of the Texas City Stings Little League football, uh, football team as well as a lot of the Little League uh, baseball teams play here. Some U-Trip. Very nice, very nice park here. Very nice. Very nice, yeah. Good good, uh, good uh, facilities over here. You can see a nice, peaceful uh, neighborhood. There's a, a street store and lock over there in case you need to. to a little storage. Yeah, storage, storage facility. Oh, no, good. 
Eddie Robinson about to kick it off to the Bison. Low kick, ground ball, fielded at the 30-yard line, now bobbled, picked back up, and now struggling to get even a yard. Number 35, Thompson, on the return there for the Bison. Someone has lost a set of keys here. I got mine, buddy. Mine are, uh, mine are in my pocket as well. There we go. So. So the Bison in trouble right now, down 16-0. Offense, they've, they've scraped together some first downs. They've moved the football, but every time they've gotten inside Seahawk territory, it's ended badly. So they're going to need something desperately here on offense. Smith's still the quarterback. Sends a man in motion. It's going to be a QB keeper this time. Stiff arms a tackle, just dives forward. He's going to lose a couple in the play. Second down and behind the chains now for the Bison. Yeah, I was trying to see if that was a designed run play, but actually it appeared to be a uh, just a broken play, which is to be ex uh, to be expected here with uh, with Damron Smith getting his first reps with this team. He's brand new to the team. We talked to Coach uh, Brown, who's very excited about him. But, uh, again, he's he's relatively new to this team. So uh, it's going to take some adjustments, uh, learning the playbook, learning the calls, uh, understanding tempo and, and, and the cadence as well. Second down and 12 for the Bison. Smith has a completion across the 35-yard line. That's Jamar Speedy Perry getting his first uh, first catch of the game. He was really one of the players that Coach uh, the Coach Brown told us to look out for. He's going to make a lot of plays today. He's uh, somebody that they want to get really involved in this offense. But uh, unfortunately for the Bison, uh, they've just been uh, stymied by this Seahawk defense. Well, we'll talk about it here after this first play, after this third down play, buddy. But I'm spotting something on the sidelines that you normally wouldn't see at a traditional uh, football game, but I kind of like it. It makes me want to actually look into maybe playing some semi-football. Because, um, I, you know, in a traditional football game, buddy, uh, you know, you, you bust your tail out there on the field. You do your warm-ups. You go into game mode. You're sweating. You come to the sidelines. Uh, most of the time, trainers, you know, greet you with a water bottle of water. Um, some Gatorade, depends on what your preference is. I was always a Gatorade and then rinse it out with water. But here, the Seahawks, they got some Miller Lite on the sidelines. Now, I'm not sure if that's for the players or for the family members, but um, if you look under this blue canopy, I'm not sure if our camera's there. I mean, they got a nice little six-packer of Miller Lite. <laughs> Just Maybe that's for the... End of game celebration, but you, you see where I'm talking about, huh, buddy? Yeah, hey, I'm uh, I'm all for drinking. Hey, and if we have any fans listening to us or watching us, 
if you want to bring one of those up, you know, I, I'm sure our, our bosses from Max Sports wouldn't mind us maybe partaking in one, so. When in Rome. Third down and seven now for the Bison after the timeout. Bison have one timeout remaining here in the first half. Damron Smith in the pistol formation. Two receivers to his left and two to the right. Looks like we have movement on the defensive line. We are going to probably get a call. He just throws it up for the grab. Center of the field. Intercepted. I'm not sure if anybody touched him. I don't think the referees have blown the play dead yet. Now they are going to blow the play dead. This is <laughs> And as you can hear, our PA guy, huge call. As it stands now, it's a Calvin Dickens interception. Oh, we had all, we had, uh, all sides on the defense. They're going to get bailed and out. that is a big call. The uh, the Bison are actually going to get bailed out, so it'll be a uh, just shy of a first penalty. Be, yeah, it's going to be a. Did they offsetting penalties? Yeah, it was uh, offsides on the Seahawks holding on the Bison. Okay. So we're going to get uh, another third down and seven. Yeah, so huge break there. Already down 16 nothing. That could have been another turnover for the Bison. And that's pretty much what's been the tale of this game. It's been an interception return for a touchdown and a fumble recovery for a touchdown for the Seahawks. Tap on two point two two point conversions. You got a 16 nothing game here early in the second half. Or excuse me, first half. They got big number eight back there and lining yeah. up in the slot. You might not want to get in his way. Twenty-seven coming in hard. Steps up in the pocket. Smith has a man. Throws it right above the fingertips. He was actually going for the other quarterback, Thomas, on that play, but just over the fingertips. And it's going to set up fourth down and seven. Well, Smith hit Thomas right in the hands in stride. If he would have held on to that pass, it would have been a uh, a first down and significantly more. He could have. Uh, Picked up quite a, quite a lot of yardage on that play. So the Bison refused to punt, even back in their own territory. They are 0 for 3 on fourth down conversions. Thomas still lined up in the slot. Crittenden, the pistol back, goes in motion, but we're going to have another whistle on the play, delay of game, and things go from bad to worse for the Bison. So you had a third down and manageable, uh, excuse me, a fourth down and manageable, a fourth down and seven. Now you're going behind the chains with a fourth down and 12. Much more different play call. Yeah, this is uh, not where you want to be if you're the Bison, but I don't, I didn't see a punter on their uh, on their sideline, so I'm not sure. Looks like Thomas is going to be punting this football. So our first punt from the Bison today, and back deep to return for the Seahawks will be Lawrence Miller. 
No height or weights listed for the Seahawks, but he's one of the bigger guys out there. Another timeout. And as you hear, it's their final timeout of the half. So no more timeouts, and there's still almost 10 minutes remaining in the second half. They're down six, or excuse me, the first half, and they're down 16 to nothing. So look at our scoreboard. Are you a Major League Baseball scoreboard or NFL preseason? Let's go Major League Baseball. All right, so Major League matter. scoreboard. So right off the bat, let's talk about our Houston Astros. They lead 2-0 uh, over the Oakland Athletics, and that's uh, Lance McCullers' day as he's making his return so far. Two shutout innings, just one hit. Braves lead the Marlins 1-0, top of the third. Cubs lead the Reds 2-1. Did you catch the Field of Dreams game? I did not. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's the Cubs and the Reds, so it wasn't that exciting. The first part of the game, of course, was pretty cool with King Griffey Jr. and King Griffey Sr. playing catch together. But we'll get back to the Major League scoreboard after this punt. Again, Bison punting it down 16 nothing. Pretty good punt. Fielded at the 40. Across the 45. 50 has the sideline still inbounds. And boy has wrestled down Inside Bison territory at the 33-yard line. Again, I, I mentioned his size before he uh, returned that kick. That's a big number 13, Lawrence Miller, setting the Seahawks up with by far their best field position of the game. And he's a DB, actually. That is a very large defensive back. Back out there with Showtime Caldwell. Nine forty remaining first half. Seahawks lead 16-0, looking for more. TUFA Invitational 2022 coming to you from Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas. Don Jones, Buddy Brooks here for MaxSports.tv. Very impressive run by number 28, Larry Graham. Coming back in there, looks like Gaskins is going to be on the sideline. Give him seven on the play. It'll be second down and three. Larry Graham stays in. Lines up to the left side of showtime. And Graham again. Graham hiding behind blockers, has the first down, but there is a flag thrown, and it's usually in that holding area where that flag lies. Oh, no, they're going to get big number 53 for the hold. Mark Jackson, he, uh, you know, they threw the, the flag right at him. Gets, uh, gets the Seahawks significant schedule on this, on this uh, third down. Or second down, excuse me. Okay. 
Got a lively crowd here today. They may be small, but they're fierce. Second down and 12 for the Seahawks. Showtime in the gun. Showtime in trouble. Showtime wrestled down and tackled for the sack back at the 45-yard line. Number four, Gerald Johnson on the sack for the Bison. Yeah, Gerald Johnson listed as a uh, outside linebacker, strong safety, a smaller guy. He's only listed at 5'8", 170. He's from uh, Bethany College and Texas A&M Kingsville. So uh, he's been with the uh, the Bison for two years, and a big sack on that looked like he was coming from the uh, from the outside linebacker position. Now under eight minutes remaining in the first half. Showtime in the gun with running backs to each side this time. Graham to the left. Movement. Looked like the end got back just in time. And now it's going to be that time. Haven't seen him yet, I don't believe, run the football. That time it was Isaac Camlin, also listed as an athlete on a hard carry. Nothing really going, though. It's going to be fourth down and long for the Seahawks. Yeah, fourth and 29, fourth and quite a ways. Ah, welcome to my lodge. This temple of wood, stone, and sports is more than just a lifestyle. It's a mentality. At Twin Peaks, we're rooted in forest-to-table comfort food, wall-to-wall TVs, and our signature 29-degree draft beer. So, welcome to the Lodge mentality. Because here at Twin Peaks, we're all lumberjacks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. And as it stands now, it looks like we're going to get another punt for the Seahawks. Tyler Flakes out there. And Jalen Lester for the Bison back deep to return. Told you, Flake, Flake is an athlete. Plays a... Uh, Wide receiver, running back, and another delay a game. We've seen this in this uh, you know, kind of preseason-ish. Uh, you know, they're going to see a lot of uh, offsides and false starts and bad snaps and just patience out here. Definitely not a polished product for either team yet. But again, just uh, the sure will to be able to come out here and want to compete, especially for DC coming all the way from DC. He said, he said most of them flew. But there were a few that made the drive. So that's a, that's a heck of a drive. As Flakes sends a little wobbly spiral out of bounds. Looked like it was going to be at least the 40. We'll see, though. There's a helmet off. Oh, we know what happened last time we saw a helmet off in and one we of these hit, games. And we do have a penalty. There could be, let's see, there could be some extracurriculars. A little chippy. This is getting a little chippy. 
Yeah, so I don't see any laundry or are we are do we have a flag? No, the ref has already picked it up. He's discussing it with okay. uh with Coach Crow of the Seahawks. Coach Crow doesn't look too happy with it. Yeah, so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be bison football. They're gonna they're gonna go ahead and mark it at the thirty nine yard line of the bison. There was a flag on that play, but we got no no penalty call. Now the ref is going to go talk to the Bison head coach. Ref is moving back, and it looks like so whatever happened, it was a solved with a conversation with both head coaches. So here we go. First down and 10 from the 39. Bison trying to get something done before halftime. And, again, just no time for Smith to pass. As soon as he put that right foot down on that third step on the drop back, he was already looking for somewhere to run. Yeah, no doubt. After, you know, right when he planted that, there was uh, – you know, no, nothing for him to do. He couldn't throw it to anyone. There was no one open. Plus, the pressure was in his face. And there is a flag down again. Oh, he just dropped it. Okay. Lots of Bison fan here. Here at the uh, at Garza Stadium. Second down and 10. Damron Smith is getting most of the snaps tonight. At the quarterback position, this time coming from a pistol formation, little swing pass completed to the right side, but nothing going. Great pursuit there. Alvin Smith, as soon as he caught the ball, he was looking, trying to get out of bounds. There was nowhere to go. This D-Hawk, or excuse me, this Seahawks defense is swarming right now. Yeah, whether they're creating turnovers, creating havoc in the backfield, uh, breaking up passes, near uh, interceptions, they're all over the field. The Seahawks defense is the real deal. Under five minutes remaining, first half, 16 to nine. Of a late hit, unnecessary roughness, as number 83, Trevor, Trevor Dell was blasted coming across in the slant pattern. That's going to be an automatic first down, but yeah, that was Is a, there going to be an ejection? I'm not sure what the rules there, but Lawrence Miller, who we saw make the big punt return, not sure what the rules here, but that's clearly going to be an unnecessary roughness. I did not see helmet to helmet, but there was definitely a late hit on that play. Oh, targeting. Yeah, they call targeting. So we're about to learn what the rule is for that. I'm not sure if they're going to take his helmet from him. Or does he get two of them? Or? That helmet will be loaned out to somebody on the offensive side of the field. All right, so no sign of anybody being ejected or disqualified. So it's just going to be a big first down for the Bison and a stern warning 
We'll know if he pops open that Miller light. <laughs> yes, we will. First down and 10. Now the Bison, for the first time in a long time, are inside Seahawk territory, just shy of the 45-yard line. Alvin Smith. Smith gets four, maybe five on the carry. So a little last-ditch effort here in the first half for the Bison. Both these teams can run the football if they uh, if they uh, choose to do so. I don't I don't get the fascination with the pass, but between the tackles, both these teams have shown success running the running the football. Second down and six as Bison break the huddle. Alvin Smith stays in at the pistol back. Demron Smith, the quarterback. Alvin Smith gets the carry, but he's going to be wrestled down and tackled in the backfield for a loss. An outstanding defensive play there by number 84, Omar Jordan, the big defensive lineman for the Seahawks. Yeah, we were told before the game, Coach Crow said, be on the lookout for big number 84, yeah. Omar Jordan. Just don't ask why he wears the number 84. <laughs> we, we, got that, we got that story from several about several of these players. Yeah, referees said they're not going to be calling any ineligible players or any ineligible, uh, you know, men downfield or anything like that. So, well, your right guard wears the number zero, which <laughs> they had that available whenever I was in college and high school. I would have worn that. Third down and nine. Same backfield for the Bison. Smith and Smith. Damron rolling to his left, in trouble, and here comes the big number 84 again. This time the ball comes free, and it's going to be Seahawk football after a huge sack from Omar Jordan. Omar Jordan with another big play, but this time it's the strip sack. He hit him right square in the chest, and <coughs> Smith just popped <laughs> that football up. Gosh, it's great to have football back. Minor league football at its best. Omar Jordan with the big strip sack for a fumble and recovery. And the Seahawks now have forced their third turnover of the game. That's not even counting the turnover on downs. Two of them have gone for touchdowns. Let's see if Omar Jordan's going to put on the turnover chain. Although he deserves it, they're probably going to give it to the guy who recovered it. You know, he was causing havoc. I still see this, the turnover chain stuck on the back of a, uh, a, a chair. First down and 10 now for the Seahawks. 2.33 remaining in the first half. Showtime. Hands it off right up the gut. Tripped up across the 45 to the 44-yard line. Aaron Gaskins must be new to the team. He doesn't have any logos on his helmet. Gaskins lines up to the left side of Showtime. Now he's going to be sitting in motion straight to the left. Pump fakes. Now looking deep. Man wide, wide open. Completed to the 20. 15, 10. Still on his feet and tackled inside the five-yard line. Reception by Tyler Flakes, the athlete. And the Seahawks have a first down and goal to go under two minutes remaining. Actually, that's going to be the two-minute warning. 
here at Carlos Garza Stadium in Texas City, Texas. You are listening to the TUFA Invitational here on MaxSports.tv. Welcome back to MaxSports.tv, the TUFA Invitational coming to you straight from Texas City, Texas. Don Jones, Buddy Brooks here on the call. We're at the two-minute warning here in the first half. Seahawks lead 16 to nothing, but they are threatening for more as they have a first down and goal from the four after a big pass play from Showtime to Flakes. Power pistol formation. Handoff this time goes to Obagnaya, and Obagnaya loses a couple yards. Clock continues to tick now at 140. Seahawks do have a timeout remaining if they choose to use it. David to the right side of Showtime. And we're going to get movement on the offensive line, I believe. So this is going to be a little bit more difficult. You go from a second down and goal from the four. Actually, the uh, ball was actually lost in the play. So it's going to be a second down and goal from the seven now. Back him up to around the 12. Seahawks in no rush right now. Sixty seconds remaining here in the first half. David lines up to the right side of Showtime. Showtime passing end zone left side corner incomplete. Oh, he Brian had him. Brooks was his intended receiver. Yeah, he makes a little bit better throw there, and Brooks can come down with that. Looks like Brooks is hurt off to the side of the field. Seahawks did bring trainers with them on the trip, so uh, he's going to be getting the medical help he needs right now as uh, both teams look to be taking a knee on the field. Third down and goal from the 12. Defense! 
I'm not sure what he's saying there, buddy. All right, so. Yeah, I'm at a loss myself. Yeah, so whatever it is, it's gonna be a third down and goal from the 12 yard line. Back to pass, has time. End zone, touchdown Seahawks. What a great catch. What a nice design play. If you're gonna have man coverage, you can always beat man coverage with a little quick slant route. And what a nice catch. What a nice pitch and catch by uh, number 83, Jarvi Flowers. And that'll extend the Seahawk lead to 22 to nothing. So DC came here to play. They did not travel a thousand miles to lay an egg and they are putting it on the bison right now. That's, although that is only their first offensive touchdown of the game. So bison's gonna have a lot of work to do when we come out for the second half. Showtime fakes the handoff, looking for room, has nothing. So that's the first two point conversion that is unsuccessful for the Seahawks. However, they do lead at 22 nothing. 43 seconds remaining here in the first half. The TUFA 2022 Invitational, the Capital City Seahawks out of Washington, D.C., leading 22 nothing over the Capital City Bison out of the Austin, Texas, Round Rock area. Yeah, entertaining first half with uh, Seahawks really dominating the uh, scoreline versus, uh, you know, via the points as well as on the field. We've seen them just time and time again limit this Bison offense from really doing anything. So teeing it up once again for the Seahawks. Listed as a defensive back, Eddie Robinson. Seahawks going for, with a, uh, they need an extra guy on the kickoff team. I count 11 now, buddy. Robinson steps into a little spiringly punt, fielded at the 20, now across the 25, and Speedy Perry is going to be wrestled down and tackled just shy of the 30-yard line. 37 seconds to play with, but again, Bison, zero timeouts. We were told by the referees they will go with NCAA high school rules, so a first down, the clock will stop, as well as, of course, getting out of bounds and incomplete passes. Long way to go, though, especially when they've really struggled just to get inside Seahawk territory. And you got to be careful here because a lot of your points have been coming from defensive turnovers. So you don't want to give the defense any more easy points here. 
Absolutely not. I think we're going to get a Tomez now at quarterback. See what he can do at the end of the half. And he's just going to elect to hand it off right up the middle. And it looks like on every single play, they're having to deal with Omar Jordan as he came wrecking right from the corner on that play as well. Looks like the Bison are going to be uh, satisfied to let this clock run out. Got 15 seconds, I think. Wow. They're going to run one more play, I believe. Five seconds on the game clock. And again, just handing it off to Alvin Smith. Alvin Smith twisting around. Gets the first down, but that does not matter because the half is now come to a close. And at the end of 30 minutes, the Capital City Seahawks lead the Capital City Bison 22 to nothing. We'll be right back after this halftime production. Again, this is MaxSports.tv, the TUFA Texas Invitational coming to you from Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas. Again, 22 nothing. Seahawks lead the Bison. This is MaxSports.tv. Off, knockout, pick six, or buzzer beater. Pull up a chair and order yourself a signature seared to order burger. That is a mouthful. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. here with the VIP TV. Now, if you're craving man food, cold drinks, all your favorite sports, along with gorgeous servers to pair, then you don't want to skip out on this joint. Twin Peaks, AKA the Man Cave here in Davie, Florida is where it's at. Follow me. Now, Joe, Twin Peaks was founded in 2005. How did this concept come to fruition? The concept was founded in Texas by a group of career restaurateurs. They wanted some place that was the ultimate man cave experience, a place that guys could come to watch all sorts of sports, but also have the coldest beer they could possibly have, made from scratch food that's just delicious and uh, fun. When you look around Twin Peaks, we're the ultimate man cave. This is where every guy should want to be to watch football, basketball, baseball. There's no place better. Well, you don't stop there because you also make everything from scratch on your menu. How do you have this ambitious menu? How did you guys come up with that? Well, again, the guys that founded Twin Peaks are just career restaurateurs. They really focus on food. So everything you have on our menu is made fresh daily. 
We make our salad dressings from scratch. We slow cook all of all of our food. Everything is made fresh every day. The only thing you're gonna find in our freezer is ice cream, french fries, and beer mugs. Tell us about the Twin Peaks girls. How do you become one? Well, with a Twin Peaks girl, we are looking for that sexy girl next door. We want girls that are, are fit and want to have fun and just really want to come to the best job they've ever had. You look around, you go to a Twin Peaks, you're going to see some of the most beautiful women in South Florida who are here to have a great time and make sure that our guests have fun. So, How about I audition for one? You could totally audition for it be a Twin Peaks girl. Yeah. You think I have what it takes? You totally have what it takes, yeah. Joe, all this beer talk got me really thirsty. What do we got right here? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce you to the coldest beer in the country, served at 29 degrees into a mug at minus 15 by one of our beautiful Twin Peaks girls. And she's going to introduce you to some of the our craft beers that are available only at Twin Peaks. Can I offer you a Naughty Brunette or a Dirty Blonde to get started off with it? I'm kind of thinking a Dirty Blonde. Dirty Blonde? Awesome. Man size, right? Absolutely man size. You know I want a Naughty Brunette. I'm not doing girl size, I'm doing man size too. You are, you have to. <laughs> Alright, so um, how big is this man size beer going to be? I'm scared. Man size beer is 22 ounces in one of our uh, house mugs that uh, goes through a very stringent process. It takes about 8 hours for that mug to get down to about minus 15, minus 20. And that's what we store them at. So when this beer that is below freezing hits the mug, it will literally crystallize in your glass. We're going to see that in the glass. Yeah, it'll be awesome. From the amazing food, to the 29 degree beer, to the gorgeous girls, Twin Peaks has exceeded all my expectations. In fact, I think it's time to have another beer. I'm Kavita Shanae for VIP TV and I'll see you next time. This temple of wood, stone, and sports is more than just a lifestyle. It's a mentality. At Twin Peaks, we're rooted in forest-to-table comfort food, wall-to-wall TVs, and our signature 29-degree draft beer. So, welcome to the Lodge mentality. Because here at Twin Peaks, we're all lumberjacks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Welcome back to MaxSports.tv. Don Jones, Buddy Brooks, coming to you straight from Texas City, Texas, here at Carlos Garza Stadium, where we are broadcasting the TUFA Texas Invitational between your capital city, Washington, D.C., Seahawks, and your capital city, straight out of Austin, Bison. It's a 22-0 game right now. Bison trailing the Seahawks. Seahawks, two defensive touchdowns in the first half, and then a, another touchdown that was set up from a uh, turnover by the defense. So, buddy, first thoughts of what we're seeing here in this invitational minor league football at its best. Two outstanding teams, two of the best minor league teams in the nation 
And we, you know, we were told this type of a, kind of a Hall of Fame game type of exhibition. Well, you, you know, you're seeing a lot of the uh, a lot of the mistakes that you would typically see on a new game, right? Hungry for every walk-off, knockout, pick-six, or buzzer-beater? Pull up a chair and order yourself a signature seared-to-order burger. That is a mouthful. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. New season starts. Uh, guys have been off a while, probably haven't been practicing as much in the heat of the summer, probably just now getting back to uh, to practice. And, and you're seeing a lot of those mistakes that you would see, you know, fumbled snaps, uh, false start penalties, uh, missed assignments, blown uh, assignments, or uh, just overall discombobulation. You're going to see that uh, whenever you're, you haven't played in, in quite some time, which which both of these teams have it. So it's very entertaining to see these guys getting back there on the field to see this, first of all, this impressive Seahawk defense. They forced uh, three turnovers. Uh, they've scored with two of them, and uh, it's just been a sight. They've just really been shutting down this Bison offense. And, and Don, you and I were in the uh, uh, the little pavilion over there uh, in the restroom, and we heard some of these Seahawks players really you know, kind of hungry for more, really. Yeah, they did not sound like a team up 22 nothing. Yeah, they sounded like a team that was uh, down 22 nothing. but it was entertaining to hear some of the uh, some of the conversations in there, some of the uh, uh, the discussions, if you will. It was just entertaining to hear uh, about some of that stuff. So, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, seeing if uh, which team can really kind of uh, fix some of the errors, fix some of the mistakes, uh, correct and clean up some of the uh, the issues from the first half. And, uh, you know, I think the Bison have a, uh, a long hill to climb, but, uh, you know, they have two quarterbacks that they believe in. They have some some playmakers at running back and wide receiver. Uh, really, the, the defense hasn't played all that bad. If they can just cut down on the turnovers, if the offense can cut down on the turnovers and, and really start to start clicking and start executing their offense, maybe Maybe run the football a little bit. I think we'll we'll see a more competitive game in the second half. And this time we're going to have a different kicker. This time it's going to be Brian Brooks kicking it off to the Bison. Bison getting the football first here in the second half. Nice return set up. Has a seam across the forty. Shakes a man and down at the forty-five yard line. Great return there by Emmanuel Davis, 5'9", 170, again, from L.A. Harbor. Wow, he was uh, elusive, made some guys miss, picked up a good chunk of yardage, very impressive return for Emmanuel Davis. That's exactly what you need if you're the Bison, down 22. Coming out of halftime, big return, puts your team near midfield. It's going to be marked at the 46-yard line. So we saw a little bit of a quarterback uh, platoon. It was mainly Damron Smith. Thomas started the game. So let's see who they come out here to start the third quarter. And it looks like it's going to be Thomas. And again, confusion. We saw this in the first half from the Bison. I mean, their first play from scrimmage, and they're already having substitution issues. Yeah, we could see they either have to burn a timeout or – Get a delay of game penalty. Pistol formation for Thomas. 
And he hands it right up the gut. Alvin Smith looked like he was going to shake the first defender, could not. And we have a man down. It's an offensive lineman. And you definitely yeah. don't want to see that. Yeah, you know? Grasping for his knee. It's number 20, Paul Hebert. Paul Hebert. Hebert, excuse me. Paul Hebert. Listed as 6'4, 265 from yeah. Howard University. Wow, that's uh, that's unfortunate to see uh, see an injury like this. See somebody uh, down there on the field. I know the uh, the sportsmanship between these two teams. The Seahawks brought some training staff with them. Said that uh, you know, hey, if the uh, if the Bison needed to needed somebody to uh, you know kind of train them or, or you know you know help with the injuries, Seahawks had that uh, had that staff that could take care of them. Let's go ahead and look at the scoreboard. First for the Major League Baseball, they are the only ones right now in regular season. Astros lead the Athletics 4-0. Again, great news. Not only that we're leading 4-0, Lance McCullough Jr., who struggled in his fir first few rehab starts, especially that one at Sugarland, he's pitched a gym. One hit only allowed through four innings. They're in the top of the fifth in that game. Braves lead the Marlins 3-0. Cubs lead the Reds 3-1. That game's in the bottom of the fifth. Padres, what a shot to the arm that they took. Making the moves, getting Bell, getting Soto, getting Hader, loading up for the World Series push, and then you find out your other star player, Tatis, gone for 80 games for PEDs. But they do lead tonight against the Nationals. Three to nothing. Dodgers continue to roll. They lead 10-2 over the Kansas City Royals. Mets with DeGrom pitching on uh, uh, pitching tonight. They lead the Phillies one to nothing. Tigers and White Sox tied up 4-4. And the Mariners, they stay hot. They lead the Rangers 3-0. That game's in the bottom of the fourth. And now the Red Sox and Yankees coming from Fenway Park. It's a 0-0 game, but the bases are loaded for the Red Sox in the bottom of the fourth inning with one out. Brewers, Cardinals, no score. D-backs lead the Rockies 1-0. Pirates and Giants not uh, tipped off yet, or I should say not uh, started yet. Twins and Angels later. Braves defeated Marlins 5-2 in the first game. Blue Jays defeated the Guardians 2-1. And we have the Tampa Bay Rays are actually defeating the Orioles 8-2. So we're still here in an injury timeout. Looks like we're about to resume play. 14-31 remaining first, excuse me, third quarter. 22-0 Bison Trail. They have pretty good field position. Ball at the 47-yard line, second down and nine. Tom has back in, uh, back at the quarterback position. I wonder if Smith didn't get hurt by one of those. Alvin Smith with a carry, and just not a lot going there. Up the middle, up the guards today for the Bison. They continue to go with it. I mean, it looks like that's their bread and butter. That time they picked up maybe four yards. It's going to be third down and five. The yard to gain is the 45-yard line of the Seahawks. Ball just now inside Seahawk territory, just barely. So a big third down and five for the Capital City Bison out of Austin Round Rock. Thomas clapping for it. We're going to get motion. It looked like the slot receiver here on the near side flinched. And that is exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be now a third down and 10. Great play set up there. 
He had Speedy Perry wide open, completed the pass, but again, a false start is going to negate the play and make it a third down and 10 for the Bison. Yeah, what looked to be a promising drive to start off and a good completion, really kind of the air has been taken out of this bison cell. Twins to each side for Thomas. Pistol formation. Seahawks showing a corner blitz. Thomas back to pass. Launches it. Left side incomplete. It was batted up in the air. Each player had a shot at it, but it falls innocently to the ground. And it's going to be fourth down. Speedy Perry nearly had the reception, but just couldn't come up with it after the great defensive play by that left side cornerback. Amana Tang again making a big play. He's he's made plays all over the field tonight. Uh, you know, not a big shocker to see him involved in a uh, another big crucial stop. It'll be fourth down and ten. Again, we've seen both these teams go for it on uh, on fourth and long, so uh, no surprise to see the uh, offense still out there. The Bison need the Seahawks 45-yard line to keep this drive alive. This time they're going to empty out the backfield. Five receivers, including that slot receiver, that big number eight, Dante Garner. Thomas. Fires it incomplete right into the hands. It was going to be well short of the first down anyway, but still didn't even give uh, get a shot to try to break a tackle and make it. So the Seahawks defense holds strong again, keeps that shutout alive, and more importantly gives their offense the football back with a chance to extend this lead to even bigger than it already is. As we see once again, The Seahawks just really chirping on the sideline. Again, coming all the way from Washington, D.C. for this battle. And you can see the excitement starting to build. Still a long way to go, but a lot of, a lot of smiling faces here on the sideline thus far for the Seahawks. First down and 10 for the Seahawks. Already inside Bison territory at the 45-yard line. Showtime Caldwell, the quarterback. Running backs to each side. Fakes it to one, gives it to the other. And it's going to be Larry Graham on the carry. And Graham picks up six on the play. Second down and four for the Seahawks. Yeah, not surprising to see Larry Graham getting the, uh, the bulk of the carries here to start out this second half. He was uh, listed as a... Uh, as the playmaker, the big guy, the uh, bell cow for the Seahawks. So it was interesting to see Aaron Gaskins get the get the carries in the uh, in the first half. Ogwenaya to the right. And Gaskins to the left. And we're going to get movement on that left tackle of the Seahawks. So that'll be another offsides call against an offense. Again, oh, they're going to actually call encroachment against the Bison. 
So a free first down for the Seahawks as things go from bad to worse for the Bisons. And they are going to now give up a first down off of a penalty. And it'll be a first down and 10 all the way inside the 40 to the 35-yard line. 11 minutes remaining, third quarter. Again, it's the TUFA Invitational coming to you from Texas City, Texas. I'm Don Jones alongside Buddy Brooks calling the action for MaxSports.tv. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Great food, great scenery. Yeah, I love the 29-degree uh, beers, man. I love Can't beat it. cold beer. First down and 10 for Showtime. Hands it to Gaskins. Gaskins nowhere to go there. Great job bottling it up. The Bison defense, their first on the tackle was Justice Thomas. Justice Clarence Thomas? It actually could the be. Actually, there's two 33s. That one was probably <laughs> Kalen Bright. This one's a little, he's a little bit bigger than the other guy. Yeah, that's going to be Kalen Bright, 6'1", 245 out of Texas Southern. I was hoping we'd get a uh, Justice Clarence Thomas sighting out there. <laughs> Second down and 10 for the Seahawks. Under 10 minutes now remaining third quarter. 22-0 lead for Washington, D.C. Obagnaya takes it left side, puts his head down. And Ogbenaya near the first down marker. We're actually going to mark him down a little bit shorter than I thought. It's going to be third down and almost a full five yards. No word on whether or not the uh, mishap with the Airbnb and the cleats and gloves has been, has been addressed. As the sun continues to set, now we have some lights kicking on here at Carlos Garza. Beautiful evening for football. Rain's held off so far. We did have some rain in the area earlier as Gaskins is blown up right at the line of scrimmage. A huge hit by Gerald Johnson, the 5'8", player out of Bethany College in Texas A&M, Kingsville. And he lost his helmet on that play. It's going to have to go off for a play. That brings up fourth down and five. Fast moving second half so far. Yeah, Gaskin's a little slow coming off the field after that hit. He's going to take a breather. Ogbenaya stays in the game. Oh, However, yeah. it will be. You've got the Graham-Ogbenaya yep. combination yep. back there in the backfield. Graham checking in. He'll line up to the left side of Showtime Caldwell. Showtime barking out the signals, fakes the handoff. He's passing, rolls to his right, sets up, throws it middle of the field. That's trouble and nearly intercepted. It looked like the safety from the uh, backside, Rondo Middleton, was going to have a chance at it. Off the fingers, incomplete. Not the interception, but still the Bison turn the Seahawks over on downs and gives their offense another chance here to break that mold of just not being able to do much on offense. Yeah, break Showtime Caldwell just threw that ball up for grabs. 
surprised that the Bison didn't pick that off, but, uh, you know, they still batted it down to take the turnover on downs. Bison take over possession at the 30-yard line. 7.50 remaining third quarter. I keep saying it, but they desperately need to get something going here. As the clock continues to wane. Thomas is your quarterback. Low snap, but he controls it. Throws it. Incomplete, looking for Speedy Perry once again. A little bit miscommunication there from the quarterback to receiver. Definitely not on the same page. No, I think that was tipped at the at the line. I think number fourteen got a hand on it. I think uh, I think uh, big number uh, big number fourteen. Victor Hall, Victor Hall. Yeah, got a big got a tip at the line, causing this to uh, causing the ball to go fall incomplete. Dawson Thomas, 6'3", 205 quarterback from Howard Payne. Claps for it, belt high snap. Another slant pattern this time completed to the big number eight, Dante Garner. Howard Payne from Brownwood, Texas. They used to always say it's all good in Brownwood. <laughs> And that's not what you want to see for the Bison is when number 84, Omar Jordan, checks into the game. He's been just havoc on that offensive backfield. Seems like he's in the play every single game or yeah, every he's single been, play. He's, very, he's been very impressive. Yeah, two-point stance for Jordan. This time they're going to block him. Now they run to him, and that ball is going to be batted straight up in the air and nearly intercepted. I thought Terrence Pete. The defensive lineman was going to come down with it as Omar Jordan again just batted the ball straight up in the air. He was initially chipped and blocked, but they ran the play right to him. Yeah, this Seahawk defense is relentless. They're constantly providing pressure. They're forcing turnovers. We've got a stoppage. What do we have here? Timeout. Timeout, Bison. I think they just called timeout. I think they're just gassed, buddy. I think they're just gassed. I mean, there's a lot of hands on the hips. Again, this is their first game. Uh, we're looking at the 2022 schedule. I think most of the teams finished up uh, either late March, depending on how far you went to the playoffs, around the May uh, May time. And so it's been June, July, and now you're here uh, in August. You haven't played a football game in a couple months. So fatigue's definitely going to play an issue, especially here in the humid weather. Although they did catch a break. It's not as hot as it's been. It's been raining pretty much all day today, uh, off and on. So the humidity is not as bad as it usually is. And the temperature is probably here mid-80s. But nevertheless, I mean, 60-minute football game when you haven't played in a while. That's uh, And as Buddy mentioned, you mentioned earlier, a lot of these guys are Iron Man guys. I mean, they're going both ways. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of subbing in and out, a lot of, lot of moving parts, a lot of changing faces. Thomas, five receivers. 
Trouble with the snap again. I mean, that's just something that it's that's through the whole. That's actually not Thomas. That's number seven, a new quarterback for the Bison. We heard that they were going to be rotating in and out, that they had uh, Smith and Thomas. But yeah. uh, it was very interesting, very uh, uh, intriguing to see the new quarterback in there, number seven, getting some snaps. So I don't know if there was an injury or some type of thing, but Jonathan Taylor. Maybe that's why they called the timeout, huh? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor in there getting snaps at quarterback. 6'4", 240. Wow, that's a that's a big kid. He's from Trinity Valley. So another turnover in da on downs for the Bison. This defense for the Seahawks is impressive. It's something to watch. They they are relentless. They haven't given up anything. Well, now it looks like we've got uh, Gaskins in the backfield now. Well, and, and they're going to line Larry Graham up wide, wide to the left. <laughs> Point out all the stops here on a first down and 10. We need Ogbenaya to join the party. Showtime. Passing has a completion across the 30 to the 29-yard line. Completion that time to number 83. Jarve Flowers. Yeah, Jarve Flowers caught the touchdown pass and a nice little get the ball, get the ball to him in some space, see if he can't make a play out there uh, with the ball in his hands and uh, not, not too bad of a deal. And now we're looking at a fourth down and five. That's second down. Second down and five, excuse me. I was about to say. And once again, Gaskins gets it near the first down marker, but not quite. Looks like it's gonna, just going to be a yard short, maybe a third and one. Third down and two. Nose of the football right at the 25-yard line. Seahawks, although they do lead 22-0, they've only had one offensive touchdown all night. Two of the three touchdowns coming from defensive plays, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, as well as a pick six. Fakes the jet sweep. Now hands it to Gaskins, and he's hammered in the backfield by, once again, Gerald Johnson. Gerald Johnson's been making plays all over the field. Wow, brings up a fourth and five. Interesting play call here for the Seahawks. Absolutely. I mean, outside those two just terrible turnovers from the Bison, I mean, the defensive has kept, the Bison defense has kept this game close. I mean, could have kept this game close. We're now under four minutes remaining in the third quarter. Showtime Caldwell in the gun. And to the left of him is Aaron Gaskins. He's passing. Showtime steps up, has a completion at the 20. Good enough for the first down, still running. 
and finally wrapped up and tackled at the 15-yard line. And now we're oh, getting we some chirping. Some extracurricular. Now we're getting some chirping. Brian Brooks on the completion, and like Buddy said, there's some, a little bit of an extracurricular activity there going on afterwards, a little chirpy. 17 on 17 crime over there. Big first down pass and catch. And look at this. I mean, you talk about a lack of respect. Seahawks now posing on the sidelines. One of those uh, poses that you would see maybe after an interception return for a touchdown or something. And, uh, I mean, we still got about 18 minutes left of football here. First down and 10, under three minutes left. Third quarter, 22-0. Seahawks looking to extend that three-possession lead. I see the Miller Lite there, but I see about two or three missing from the pack now. So somebody's drinking Miller Lite on the field. As this handoff goes to Gaskins. Gaskins turns it upfield, makes oh, the man miss, move. shakes one man and into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. Well, it looked like the line judge was going to throw a penalty flag, but he didn't. He had the flag out of his pants. Aaron Gaskins, 20-yard scamper for the Seahawks. But he put it back in. 28-0. Let what them play, huh? Let them play. What a move by Gaskins. We're sitting right next to Don't do it. He had the flag out of his pants. <laughs> nah. I thought we were going to see a flag on the play. Psych. Put it right back in his pants. I know our crew in the van's got to be uh, replaying that one. So they're still going to have Gaskins in the backfield with showtime for the two-point conversion. They're two of three so far. Gaskin powering his way, but the Bisons say no this time. So the score will remain 28-0, 2-24 remaining third quarter. A shout-out to Mimi out there listening to the game, checking in. Hey, uh, by the way, if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us on Twitter. I'm Buddy underscore Brooks. He's Clutch C. At Clutch C. If, I'm telling you right now, if you love Texas high school football, you love gambling, follow us. I promise you it'll be entertaining. Uh, lots of great football happening here in the Galveston County area, Houston area. I'm not sure where you're listening to us or watching us from. Uh, shout out to anybody from Washington, D.C. What a great town. What a great city. Love visiting there. Been there a couple times. Just a fun city to be at. The Cherry Blossoms. Oh, uh, uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, it's hard to go wrong when you're in Austin, Texas. Uh, I believe Bison actually headquartered. Now we're seeing the <laughs> seeing the gritty. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Marcus Pennington and his mom listening from Waco, Texas. Twenty-eight nothing, Capital City Seahawks lead the Capital City Bison. Capital City on Capital City Crime. Fast-moving third quarter. Once again, we got Brian Brooks kicking it off for the Seahawks. 
This is going to be a low line drive, end over end kick. Fielded all the way back near the 20 yard line. Has the seam across the 45. Still on his feet at the 40. Wow. Looking for the sideline. Now across midfield and down out of bounds inside Seahawk territory. And here's Fist a lot of extracurricular activity. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs coming. What a huge return there by the Bison wide receiver, Emmanuel Davis. There's definitely a late hit and then some retaliation afterwards. And we're going to need TCPD out here. Well, there's a few TCPD outside in the parking lot as we have number 81 being held back. There might be an ejection. There yeah, there, there's definitely ejection. some ejections. It's getting exciting here at Carlos Garza Stadium, home of the TUFA Invitational. And this is where you really got to be careful. Coaches and cooler heads have to prevail. I yeah, can't wait I'm, to hear how the referees. I, I can't wait to see out. him line up again. Yeah, this uh, there's a lot to sort out. And I mean, I think uh, our field mics are speaking for itself. You can hear the excitement outside. We're right here on top of the Seahawks sideline. Coach Crow talking to his players. Seahawks is simply pointing up at the scoreboard saying, look at the score, look at the score. It is 28 nothing. You know, with the uh, right now that, that officiating quarter. crew, they're going to need some backup. There's some big dudes out there, buddy. There's some big dudes out there if they wanted a bra. I don't know if that officiating crew is going to be able to handle it all. For those of y'all watching at MaxSports.tv, you're getting an eyeful and an earful from this battle. Seahawks, Bison, where else would you rather be on a Saturday evening? What an appetizer into high school football, college football, NFL football, and again, this is the appetizer of the minor league. And uh, you know, there's some things will pop up a little bit later. Where exactly? This, you know. Welcome to my lodge. This temple of wood, stone, and sports is more than just a lifestyle. It's a mentality. At Twin Peaks, we're rooted in forest-to-table comfort food, wall-to-wall TVs, and our signature 29-degree draft beer. So, welcome to the lodge mentality. Because here at Twin Peaks, we're all lumberjacks. Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. Off, knockout, pick six, or buzzer beater. Pull up a chair and order yourself a signature seared to order burger. That is a mouthful. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. You know, TUFA. When it comes to NFL leagues, or excuse me, football leagues, top 10 
in the nation. NFL number one, CFL number two, and then at number 10, you have TUFA. So there's some athletes out here. There's some dogs out here, and we're seeing them today. As But this time, tonight, it's, it's all Seahawks. A lot of football left, full quarter left. Referees still sorting it out. Coach Crow trying to keep his players on the sideline. But um, not having a lot of luck. I'm interested to see how this is going to get sorted out. I'm on pins and needles. I'm sure you are at home. I'm making sure nobody goes for the Miller Lite bottle. Hey, Don, I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to that uh, that Las Vegas All-Star All -Star weekend in November. November 19th. November 19th, Las yeah. Vegas. MaxSports.tv will be there. And as far as I know, I mean, I think I'm going to be there. I, I, talk, I think I'm going to be I talked to somebody myself. from MaxSports.tv. They said, if you want to be there, we got you, buddy. So That's what I heard. So that's uh, what I heard. Vegas, so Barry, buddy, Barry, you, you, you got you. We love it, man. You got it. You got us. MaxSports.tv. Oh. Twin Peaks are sponsored tonight. We had an ejection. I did see oh, an ejection. Wow. Somebody going to get the boot. Let's see which number it is. Coach Crow trying to. The Miller lights will be flowing early for that gentleman. The sideline beers will taste a little bit bitter. I've heard of shower beers, morning beers, nighttime beers, lunchtime beers, happy hour beers, sideline beers. That's where it's at. Nothing like a nice frosty sideline beer. So the Bison pleading their case at midfield with the head official, but I mean, I don't think there's, it was, it was a clear late hit. Uh, after that, I cannot tell, you know, what happened. I mean, I, there was definitely some hands flying, punches being thrown. I think uh, it looks like number 17, Brian Brooks, has been ejected from this game. Wow, and he was having such an ultimate, I mean, such a great game, too. Yeah, we uh, we're seeing seeing somewhat of a running clock here towards the end of the game. Speedy is Speedy. Uh, we're number six for us, or six for the Seahawks. Also ejected, and that's going to be Marcus Hodges. So a couple big names from that defense. Well, I think the the bigger news is that Marcus Hodges and Brian Brooks were sharing a helmet. So they, they don't have to worry about sharing helmets anymore. <laughs> There's you know, one helmet, one man. Yes, it does look like number six, Marcus Hodges, will be taking off his shoulder pads. All right, so now that the dust is settled, it's a first down and 10 for the Bison at the 45-yard line. They've been here before, but not much further past the 45. Struggling to do anything on offense against this stout defense from Capital City, Washington, D.C. Alvin Smith to carry, and Alvin Smith is going to be blown up in the backfield. He'll get nothing and like it. Four-yard loss on the play. 
You know, a lot of people asking, do we have booth beers? <laughs> we <laughs> do not. I wish we could get a booth beer. If Twin Peaks, you know, if they want to, you know, bring us one of those 29 tall boys. I would like a 29-degree tall boy. Mm, with, the, you, with, the, with the frost and ice on top. Uh, or so, you know, you get, you get sideline beers and booth shots. And this pass is going to go out to the left side. Completed to Speedy Perry. And Speedy Perry is going to be finally touched down. Still shy of even the original line of scrimmage. Tom is back in the football game at quarterback for the Bison. It's been a uh, carousel of quarterbacks for the uh, Bison today. 60 seconds remaining here in this third quarter of the TUFA Invitational coming to you from Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas, powered by MaxSports.tv, sponsored by Twin Peaks. Third down and 12 with 45 seconds now remaining. Thomas claps for it. I think we're going to get a free play. Fires it downfield, incomplete. Once again, looking for Speedy Perry. But I believe the defense jumped, and then we're going to get another third down opportunity for the Capital City Bison. You know, it, it looked to me that the offensive tackle came out of his stance early, so it's surprising. And a get-back yeah, coach here. I mean, there's some chatter going on every time they get close to this sideline. And now they're going at it with each other, buddy. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, we got some uh, yeah. shirts oh, wow. off. We got shirts off now. And uh, we're going to get team-on-team -team confrontations now. Tempers flying high. It's going to be an interesting night, the Airbnbs. Third down and eight. The Airbnb, there may be some uh, tensions running high. Oh, no. Speedy Perry. They're going to get him for offsides of the five yards they gained on the previous defensive offsides. They're going to give right back. Yeah, unfortunate for the Bison. They just haven't been in. They've just looked way out of sorts all game on the offense. But give Coach Crow credit. I mean, he's done a tremendous job keeping his team in check right now. So far, nothing too serious. You know, normal stuff you'd see in a football game, especially with this much on the line. And that will be the end of the third quarter. Throw your fingers up. It's fourth quarter time here at Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas. You're listening to MaxSports.tv. It's 28-0. The Seahawks lead the Bison. Don Jones, Buddy Brooks back here for MaxSports.tv, the TUFA Invitational from Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas. 28-0, the Washington, D.C. Capital City uh, Seahawks lead the Capital City Bison outside of Austin and Round Rock. Three receivers right, two to the left. Thomas throwing, has a completion, turns it upfield, has the first down, looking for more. Banged around until he gets to around the 25-yard line. 
First down and 10 for Speedy Perry in the Bison. Well, I think that was actually Smith on the reception. Oh, was that number there. five, Smith there? It's all right. He might have been wearing like a Groucho Marx mask or a Mario, Mario mustache. Well, my fault. Seahawks going to take a timeout. Yeah, just make sure they're all on the same page. Trying to keep that shutout intact. That's their first timeout of the second half. So they have two remaining here uh, throughout the fourth quarter. You know what I can appreciate, Don? The halftime cigarettes I saw being smoked. <laughs> In the black and milds? Yes. The delicious smelling black and milds. Yeah, there was, was a walking out the bathroom. As, I mean, I mean, your NFL teams, you know, some of them, you know, might be going for the, uh, you know, the sodium pills and, the, you know, uh, the Gatorade and those little squeeze it things, you, the gel packs you get from Gatorade. Here for the uh, TUFA Invitational, Black and Miles and cigarettes, man. Just old school, buddy. That's old school. I'm old school like Mario Brothers, dude. Like I'm old school like Super Mario Brothers. I'm I mean, like Mario's mustache. I mean, what? is better at halftime than a black and mild in a Miller Lite. <laughs> I mean, they call that the halftime of champions. That's the halftime of champions. You, you've nailed it right there. You nailed it. Now, what's the odds that we see maybe one of those Miller Lights poured over Coach Crow's head after the game? I, I think it might be pretty low. They're not going to waste beer. I think they only got a six-pack down there. Yeah, man, there, there's, and there's three left. Is that a? I just, I, is that the old styrofoam cooler they got down I there? I believe it is. And it's straight out of or straight out of a Circle K or somewhere. With the top off, that ice is going to melt. In the in the middle of the lights, not inside it. Yeah. <laughs> first down and ten for the Bison, looking to get on the board for the first time tonight. Thomas claps for it, gets it. Has time this time. Oh, he's got a man. Goes it to the end zone. Touchdown, Bison. A pass. That's Thomas's best pass of the evening. What a absolute dime he just dropped on him. Right, right to number 83. What a impressive pass, Thomas. Trevor Dell Jr., 6'1", 156, straight out of Mays High School. And so... Life now into the Bison after the two disqualifications. Two, and the, both of those disqualifications, both of those ejections were the secondary of the Seahawks. And where do they go and attack? They attack the secondary. All right, so we're going to get our first extra point attempt of the night. This is entertaining. I am looking forward to this. Doing the honors for the Bison. It's like number 22, Jalen Lester. It's number 32. 32, excuse me, 32, Trevor Spalding. Spalding! Oh, oh whoa! Omar Jordan come from the corner. Fire! And now they're going to try to run. I think they're going to get a free play. If they would have converted that, it would have counted. But uh, defense well offside, so they're going to move this up a little bit. I can really appreciate the holder wearing number 51. You know, we've got uh, single-digit offensive linemen and linemen wearing uh, numbers holding. Big fan. 
All right, so spotting's extra point attempt has just gotten a little bit easier. They're going to set it up at the 17, so it'll be a 27-yard extra point attempt. Pressure coming right up the middle, and it's going to miss wide. No, it's oh, good. he made it. Look, it squeezed right through that right upright. I you thought know what Spalding said to you? You'll get nothing in like it, Don. I guess he said. <laughs> You'll get nothing in like I, it. That I, kick was good. I, they got a lot better angle than I got. And that kick was good from some distance, too. He toe-punched it. 28-7. Bison cut into the Seahawk lead. Still 14-10 remaining. Plenty of football left, especially with two of the top corners in the nation out for the Seahawks right now. Lots, oh. of, lots, of, lots of language going on down there. We're sorry, folks. We do not have a dump button up here. So uh, parental guidance is suggested. And I think this one's directed towards Coach Crow. So Coach Crow now getting. Damn. Wow, this is entertaining. Almost as entertaining as the game. I wonder what happens if they're losing. Yeah, I think the Bison have a penalty against them. Well, no. Kicking nope. off from the 35-yard, my fault. Yeah, I think this field is, is yeah. more geared for uh, the younger folks. Yeah, it's, so. it's a little susceptible. Waiting for the whistle, we get it. Right leg into it. Ugly little end over end kick. That Near, thing made a uh, beeline for the sidelines. Uh, a beeline. Straight out of bounds around the 30 yard line. So that'll be a penalty against the Bison. We'll see where the Seahawks decide to take the football over at. It's gonna be a penalty from where it went out of bounds. Chain gang still walking it off, and they're going to set the football up all the way at the 40-yard line. Good field position for the Seahawks. You got to think if they could run the football, just kind of take the air out of the Bison sales right now who have a little bit of momentum. You got to think they're going to be coming on defense, you know, with a little swag after the first score. And, you know, if we can get the football back for our offense, who knows what can happen. Darren Marbury looks like he's in the backfield now. Haven't seen him yet, but he's a big guy. 
No, that's that Ogbayana. Oh, that's Ogbayana. Ogbanaya. Yeah, Ogbanaya, number 15. I thought it was number five. Hard to see the one from this angle, so that was Ogbanaya. Ogbanaya wants to eat right now. He wants to be fed. Feed Ogbanaya. Good chunk play there for four yards. Brings up second down and six. Showtime hands it off to Ogbenaya again. And Ogbenaya near the first down, not quite, but it's going to be third down and very short. Ogbenaya's a load. I'd just keep feeding him. Yeah. I think they're going to get him a first. Yeah, yeah they're going to get him a first. Yeah, your team's healthy. Not, so, not a lot of big injuries tonight. Milk this clock down. Celebrate. Picking up a win. Here to start your season. Under 13 minutes remaining in the game. 28-7 Seahawks lead the Bison. Ball right at midfield. Ogbenaya still in the backfield with Showtime Caldwell. And we were told it's not because of his football skills that he's named Showtime. As he flings this out to the left side, completed to Tyler Flakes. Flakes is going to, are they going to say he lost a couple yards of that? Yeah, they're going to say he lost a, two, maybe three yards on that little catch. Putting the Seahawks behind schedule at a second down and 13. Clock ticking, ticking down under 12 minutes to uh, uh, left in this football game. Ogbenaya to the left side of Showtime. Showtime has two receivers to his left, two to his right. Pump fakes. Showtime puts it up oh, in the air and it's intercepted here at the near side. Intercepted by Gerald Johnson, a name we have said many times tonight. Now he comes up huge with an interception, giving the Bison the football back. Down 28-7, but still 11-31 remaining in the game. Seems like every game we do in the TUFA seems to have some it strange absolutely does. Absolutely does. You know, you got to kind of question the Seahawk play calling on that play. You're up 21 points with a big back like Ogbenaya that's tough to bring down. Yeah. You would think the Seahawks would be satisfied with just kind of pounding the rock, milking some clock, and, you know, make, making the bison go out and catch them. But, no, Seahawks getting a little greedy, wanted to, uh, wanted to go for a big play, throw the ball up deep, and uh, it kind of might come back to bite them. A big possession here for the bison. Thomas seemed to find his rhythm on that last drive. Be interesting to see how he performs in this drive. A touchdown would cut the lead in half. Thomas passing, completed, five yards. That time the completion was to the big tight end, number eight, Dante Garner, listed as 5'10", 261 for Manor High School. Dante Garner is a big fella. 
Second down and five. Going with five receivers this time. Low snap, controlled. Thomas has time, launches it. Left side, got has a man again. wide open, completed on the left sideline. Touchdown, Capital City Bison. Wow. And once again, the touchdown reception goes to Trevor Dell Jr., the 6'1 wide receiver from Mays High School. Wow. What an interesting turn of events here. And you can see down here on this Seahawks sideline how uh, the Seahawks, the sail, the, the wind has just been taken from their sails. There's plenty of time here for the Bison amount of comeback. And the way Thomas and Dell have been hooking up on these, uh, these long, deep passes has got to be worrisome if you're a Seahawks fan. How big is that Marcus Hodges ejection now? I mean, they are just destroying that right side of the defense. I think more importantly, not only are they destroying the right side of that defense, but you've got a lot of infighting down here by the Seahawks. They're not, yeah. they're not happy with each other. This is, uh, this is definitely a prime opportunity for the, for the Bison to take advantage. Spalding lines up for the extra point. Good snap. Hold is down. Kick is up. Good. Good. 28-14, 10-52 remaining in the game, 14 unanswered points. Everything started after that late hit on Speedy Perry as he was had a big return here after the 28-0 touchdown. Really was the pivotal, pivotal, pivot, pivotal moment in this game was that, that late hit, that double ejection. Uh, that really was the kind of the linchpin that started this Bison comeback. So buckle up your chin straps. It's going to be a fantastic final 11 minutes. And here they go again. Now we got the I'll offense right now. going to each other. That big number 62 is one guy I would not want to mess with. Goodness grief, that dude's a hoss. Yeah, I mean, there's some Texas City PD in the parking lot. I think they might need to, like, make their way out here close to the field, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Showtime is not happy. Yeah, Showtime is not happy. I think it's offense on defense. I don't know, man. No, I think that's uh, offensive line quarterback oh. on offensive line crime. Wow. Yeah, you're right. And they don't even have the right person. They're all discombobulated now, buddy. I mean, they don't. They can't even get the right substitutions in here. Yes. Yeah, now, I mean, if you're yelling at your offensive as a quarterback, I mean, a former quarterback, I'm not yelling at my offensive line right before I'm about to go out there and ask them to block for me. Something else to consider: these guys are from the the DMV. They're from the the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia. It's hot, but it ain't Texas City hot. Yeah. And here's Spalding boots this one. This is a nice kick, sending the by or excuse me, sending the Seahawks all the way back inside. Oh, the they tried to do some trickeration from the football. I think the Bison have it back. Oh, the Bison oh, have the football. Fumble recovery by number 17, Booker. Was that play called, or was that like an impromptu? Wow! What is going on? This game has been turned on its head. We are possibly a touchdown away from having a one possession game. It was 28 to nothing 
in the fourth quarter. We are not even at the 10-minute mark. It's 28-14. Bison have the football and all the down in 10. And it's deep inside Seahawk territory. Where did they mark it at, buddy? It's really hard to see these lines. That Again, this like is a little like 15-yard line. Yeah, oh my goodness. 5, 10, yeah, the 15-yard line. Right, 15, spotted yeah. right at the 15-yard line. Wow. And wow. again, Seahawks without their two starting defensive backs after they both were ejected earlier in this quarter. Thomas, they're going to stick with that five-receiver set. Bubble screen set up, completed. Speedy Smith. Perry. That's Smith. That's Smith again. I'm sorry. Yeah, Alvin Smith, just almost like a run play, buddy. Yeah, and, but it's it's an effective run play. Picks up four or five yards at a time. It looked like he had a little bit more than that. Second down, and they're going to give him four officially on the play, so this will be second down and six. And you know what? With every play, Thomas is becoming more comfortable in this offense, more comfortable with the rhythm of this, getting back into the flow of things. Thomas, low snap again, controls it, in trouble, and he's going to be crushed and sacked for about a 10-yard loss by guess who, Omar Jordan. Omar Jr. is definitely one of my leaders now for Don's dog of the day here at the end of the game. He, Because he, that's what he's been. He's been a dog there on the defensive end and outside linebacker position. I want to say that's at least three or four sacks. Including a strip sack. Yeah. Wow, that really puts this Bison offense behind the chains. You're looking at a third and 15. Going to be tough to kind of come out of this. Yeah. There's not a lot of plays, especially with the way that this Bison and offense field, has yeah, been playing. And a, a field goal really doesn't help you either. You're still going to be two possessions down. Ah, but you don't want to be burning timeouts. And that Bison will use, I believe that's their second timeout of the second half. One remaining, 9.02 left, 28-14. But again, it was 28-0 about four or five minutes of game time uh, ago. Wow, what a uh, what an interesting turn of events here, Don. Very. Very, especially if they can some way convert this first down and put it to a one-possession game. There's got to be some leaders for the Seahawks to step up, some cooler heads to kind of wrangle the team in and say, guys, we're still in this football game. We're still winning this football game. Let's chill out. Let's get along with each other. And let's get this to the house. But, I mean, I don't see anybody doing that right now. Yeah, you got a lot of – And the coach can – I mean, the coach is in the middle of a lot of these confrontations. You got a lot of got a lot of clicks, too, down there. Thomas in the gun. Five receivers, three to the right, two to the left. Pump oh, makes in trouble it. again. And I'm not sure if the tuck rule is going to come into effect there. And they're going to say fumble recovered by the Seahawks. First down and 10. Big momentum shifting play for the Seahawks. 
Yeah, his arm was coming forward, but he wasn't throwing, so it's that old Tom Brady tuck rule there. Defense comes up with another huge turnover for the Seahawks. And now, really a chance here if they can just, like you said, give it to Ogbenaya, who's really been the workhorse in the second half. And, you know, is getting four to five yards a carry. Welcome to my lodge. This temple of wood, stone, and sports is more than just a lifestyle. It's a mentality. At Twin Peaks, we're rooted in forest-to-table comfort food, wall-to-wall TVs, and our signature 29-degree draft beer. So, welcome to the lodge mentality. Because here at Twin Peaks, we're all lumberjacks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Fifty-five remaining in the game. 28-14 Seahawks lead. They now have the football after another turnover by the Bison. High snap controlled. Ogbenaya gets it. Picks up around two on the play. Nah, that looked like a good three, four yards on that. I'll give him three. Second down and seven. Coach Crow talking to his team, pacing up and down the sideline, trying to get this win home. It'll be a much better flight and drive home to Washington, D.C. if you can get that dub, regardless of how you got it. Another handoff right up the gut. Ogbenaya once again inching closer to that first down mark. It's going to be going to be third down and four. Referees blowing the play dead, blowing the clock dead. I'm not sure yeah, why. Yeah, they oh, got number okay. 23 for the Bison, who uh, seems to have a, a concussion or some type of head head related injuries. They're walking him off the field right now. Little bell ringer. Clock stops at 7.41. Bison again just with one timeout. They've had to burn a couple unnecessary timeouts. That's probably going to haunt them as we get later and later into this fourth quarter. Referee gives a signal for the clock to begin, and it goes on under 7.30 now. Ogbenaya to the right, 
And it's going to be actually Camlin to the left of Showtime Caldwell. Ogbenaya looking for that left edge, turns it upfield, has the first down and more as he's finally wrestled down inside the 45 to the 48-yard line just shy of midfield. <laughs> yeah, they want Ogbenaya to eat. And why not? Why don't you feed the big fella? Referee having to keep Coach Crow off the field. And we do know those balls are the proper weight. Uh, there was, uh, there was uh, football checks before the game. I did not know they did that here. They are using NFL footballs and one college football, NCAA football, to kick. So now look at this power pistol formation here. Running backs to each side of Showtime and then a tailback behind them. Oh, wow. And that's just going to be a quick handoff to Isaac Camlin. Five fifty and ticking. Again, just one timeout for the Bison. They can only stop the clock one more time. <laughs> and you're starting to hear the na 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 nas. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna get out here quick, buddy. Hands. <laughs> Five twenty-eight. Showtime, Caldwell. Fakes the handoff and now gives it to Ogbenaya. And Ogbenaya still churning his legs. Tough to bring down that Very big tough. beast. Give him five on the play. Third down and four, and you got to think this is four down territory. So two plays to get four yards as we now inch under the five-minute mark. The TUFA Invitational. From Texas City, Texas at Carlos Garza Park, Don Jones, Buddy Brooks, representing MaxSports.TV, sponsored by Twin Peaks. Was it beer, food, and scenery, or good scenery? It's something like yeah. that. Home of the 29-degree beer. So if you're watching us tonight and you're like, what should we do? You know, it's still early. There's some UFC fights going on. You know, hop into Twin Peaks, get you a 29-degree beer, some wings, maybe a burger. Third down and four. Same little power pistol formation where there's three running backs in the backfield alongside the quarterback Showtime Caldwell. Trying to get the defense to jump off sides. This time he hands it off. Wow. Big seam to run through nice. that time. And that's going to be another first down for the Seahawk offense. Back to Larry Graham back in the – is that Graham or is that – That's That 28-29 is awfully close. Is that Gaskins or Graham? Yeah, that's going to be number 29 that time, Aaron Gaskins. Yeah, tough to make out the eight or nine uh, on that jersey, so. Once again, if you like what you hear, follow us at Clutch C. And what's your handle, buddy? Buddy underscore Brooks. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be calling football games all year long, whether it be high school, minor league, whatever. If you like football, you like gambling, we are the ones to follow. Uh, coming up in college football, when college football starts, you'll have Buddy Brooks' best bets, which 
I'm not BSing. You can, you, it's documented at least 65% every year. One year he went for 80%. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, definitely if you want to make some money, if you want to hear some good high school football, uh, as well as minor league football coming up here, I think we have another uh, show coming in November 19th in Las Vegas. Uh, that will be the minor league football all-star games and uh, maxsports.tv will be there to cover all of that action. And if you think this is uh, outstanding action, wait till you see the cream of the crop. Uh, right now, this is what we were described as being kind of a Hall of Fame game type uh, for these two teams. There's another Seahawk run, this time to the sideline. Oh, stay in bounds. And out of bounds. Again, hard to tell. It looked like it might have been Gaskins again on the carry. Not the best lights here at Carlos Garza Stadium. I mean, pretty good when you get out there. Tough when you're here in this press box. Twenty-eight fourteen Seahawks lead. They have a second down and nine from the forty-one yard line. It looks like they're going to mark off some type of penalty, possibly. No, he was just pacing that way. <laughs> Second down and nine. Clock did stop as the tailback went out of bounds. And there's Gaskin off the right tackle. Not much going there. Maybe a yard, if that. So a first down here would all but seal the deal. Again, we do have a two-minute warning coming. And after that, the Bison only have one timeout left. So a first down for sure would end the game. But we're going to get a two-minute warning first. Oh, you got it. We got it. Hey, <laughs> you can watch. Hey, you can watch it back on MaxSports.tv. As we talk to Tyler Flakes, <laughs> Tyler Flakes is he's animated. Flakes is pumped up, wanted to make sure that our crew got the stiff arm. In fact, we did get the stiff arm. Shout out to Washington D.C. If you're listening or watching us. From the D.C. area, the capital city. The DMV. Seahawks are a couple minutes away from opening their season up with a big W. As now we're getting more. Everybody seems to be a lot friendlier now, buddy. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> winds kind of heal some wounds. So, yeah. So we're going to get at least one more third down play here. And again, a first down would all but seal it. Bison just one timeout remaining. Showtime Caldwell, the quarterback. 
And he hands it to Ogmanaya. And Ogmanaya is going to be stuffed after about a four or five yard gain. So it's going to be fourth down. Where are they going to mark it at, buddy? It looks maybe a I long think they're going to be yeah. four yards. With 138 left. So again, a chance to seal the deal here with a first down. If not, you're going to give the Bison the football one more time. Again, only one timeout left, but you never know when you got clock when you got clock left because the Bison still looks like they're in it. Big play of the game right now. Yeah, first down will end this ball game. Showtime Codwell in the power pistol formation, and now we're going to get a timeout by Coach Crow. He wants to talk about this fourth down play. 102 remaining. Big fourth down play as you can seal the deal. Once again, Don Jones, Buddy Brooks here for MaxSports.tv. It's the TUFA Invitational coming to you from Carlos Garza Park in Texas City, Texas, just north of Galveston Island and just south of downtown Houston, right in the middle of where it all happens. Again, follow MaxSports.tv. Plenty of plenty of content if you go to their website. You know, if you like college swimming, I've seen that on there. They've got some great sports talk shows, some great handicapping shows with some sports betting. Uh, they got some, you know, obviously they got some great minor league football action coming at you. Uh, it's just a great, great platform with a lot of unique type of sports that you usually wouldn't see on your normal platforms. And uh, it's just a great, great, great crew to work for. And uh, we're privileged to be here calling all the action here in Texas City, Texas tonight for MaxSports.tv. Fourth down and four for the Seahawks. And I think... The defense moved. I think they're going to give it to him. I think they're going to give it to him, too. I think they're going to give it to him. I think that's what Coach Crow wanted to do. Let's see if we can draw him off sides. And I think they're going to – where are they going to – it's a big call here. Encroachment against the defense, and that will be the game. So, if Coach Crow wants to, he can go in the victory formation. Well, we got a personal foul. Oh, no. So, my question to you, buddy, is – It's got to be a dead ball foul. So the first down will count. Well, if they, I think they'll measure to make sure he got the first down. Yeah. So if, if they say he got the first down, then they'll mark the 15 yards off and it'll be first and 10 from that spot. Yeah, kind of a freebie if you ever got that one. So there's gonna be some partying in the Airbnbs tonight. Early flights tomorrow, some driving. Coach said most of them flew in from Washington, D.C. Some drove. That's a long drive. I've made that drive from Texas to West Virginia a couple times. It's, it's a hard two days and three days if you're doing it safely. Yeah, that's rough, man. I don't know. Yeah. And we just got confirmation it will be a first down and 10. So in all likelihood, Coach Crow will call out the victory formation, my favorite formation. 
So, Buddy Brooks, not to put you on the spot, we can talk about it, but we always like to have a Buddy Brooks player of the game brought to you by Twin Peaks. And there was a lot of, lot of defense played tonight on the Seahawks. Offense made some pretty good plays. Uh, but I know who my player As it stands game, now, who is your player of the game? Mike Amoatang, who made Absolutely. multiple turnovers. Uh, you know, was all over the field for defense. If there was some type of turnover, some ball involved. Pick six. Yeah, some big play involved. He was he was right in the middle of all of it. So I got to give it to Micah Monitor. And Don's dog of the night. It's a guy, man, he just wrecked havoc in the backfield all night for the Bison. Outside linebacker, defensive end, Omar Jordan for the Seahawks. That dude was a hoss. So victory formation. We're going to get a kneel down. And that will be the final play of the game. So your final score here in the TUFA Invitational. The Capital City Seahawks 28 defeating the Capital City Bison by 14. Thank you all for joining us again. This was a uh, broadcast production by uh, MaxSports.tv. For, Don, uh, for Buddy Brooks, I'm Don Jones. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. Ah, welcome to my lodge. This temple of wood, stone, and sports is more than just a lifestyle. It's a mentality. At Twin Peaks, we're rooted in forest-to-table comfort food, wall-to-wall TVs, and our signature 29-degree draft beer. So, welcome to the Lodge mentality. Because here at Twin Peaks, we're all lumberjacks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Off, knockout, pick six, or buzzer beater. Pull up a chair and order yourself a signature seared to order burger. That is a mouthful. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views.
Welcome to my lodge. This temple of wood, stone, and sports is more than just a lifestyle. It's a mentality. At Twin Peaks, we're rooted in forest-to-table comfort food, wall-to-wall TVs, and our signature 29-degree draft beer. So, welcome to the lodge mentality. Because here at Twin Peaks, we're all lumberjacks. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.